You found it! A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast called A Scoop of Life. My name is Cheryl Coop, and I'm thankful that you have taken time to listen. This podcast is a mix of one of my personal stories, sometimes a funny one and sometimes a more serious one, together with music from Canadian musicians, and then concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy it, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with his. And now, enjoy the show. The title of this episode is Prairies and Peaks. You can take the girl out of the prairie, but you can't take the prairie out of the girl. Just this past weekend, I was driving southwest in the province to a small town where I was going to preach. All along the way, I marveled at the big sky and the beauty of the prairie. When I look at the photos I have taken this last year, they show my love for the prairies, no matter the season. Since I have lived most of my life on the prairie, I chose to head to the mountains in the USA for one year of schooling. The choice was both about the school itself and the location of it, as living in the mountains would be a whole new experience for me. Since several other people from my city were attending the same school, one family offered that they would be open to my joining them on the drive down, saving me from a huge airfare bill. I was delighted at their offer and saw it as a chance to get to know the person that was going to be attending the same school as I was, plus it would allow for a chance to view the scenery up close and personal. After tearful goodbyes were said to my family, We were off on our long road trip, and I could not have been more excited. It was going to be the first time I would see the mountains, and the anticipation almost killed me. We headed south first, and then slowly turned west. As we turned west, the beautiful landscape began to change, from prairie to rolling hills, and then to the majestic Rocky Mountains. My poor travel partners... They had to put up with my expressions of delight at seeing the mountains, which were both loud and repetitive. And for those who know me, I'm sure you know that is no surprise. I could not contain my excitement at seeing the majesty and beauty of the mountains. Thankfully, my travel partners were good-natured and gracious as I went on and on and on about the gorgeous mountains before us. Soon we arrived at the school, our final destination. And it sat a mere 2,267 meters above sea level, or 8,750 feet for those still in the standard measurement system. For this prairie girl to think of living at that altitude for a whole year was mind-boggling. For the first few weeks of school, shortness of breath, a few nosebleeds, and learning how to cook and bake at such a high altitude were some challenges I faced. However, these paled in comparison to the beauty that surrounded me. As the first semester went on, I became more acclimatized to the altitude, and by the second semester could run for three kilometers up and down the mountain where the school was situated. Remember, this was a long time ago that I did this and when I was in much better shape. 
Second semester arrived, and we were given a list of the outdoor adventures that we could take part in. And the one that caught my eye was the possibility of climbing Long's Peak, which is the highest point in the Rocky Mountains, at an elevation of 4,346 meters or 14,259 feet. Although intimidated at first by the adventure, I decided this prairie girl could try it and see how high up the mountain she could get. Living at just over 2,000 meters had been great in increasing my lung capacity and strength of my legs, so perhaps this climb would be possible. It was late spring when eight of us, four guys and four girls, decided to do the climb. We left school in the dark and cool of the morning to arrive in good time to make both the ascent and the descent of a portion of Long's Peak. Excited, nervous, speechless, and overwhelmed were but a few of the emotions I felt as we started our climb up Long's Peak just as daylight was breaking. The scenery was stunning and the trail was clear, so we felt perhaps we could make more of an ascent than originally thought. Tall, stately pine trees with some snow at the base of their trunks, after a few hours gave way to expansive bare land, indicating we had left the tree line behind us and were on our way to the boulder field where the keyhole route started, which eventually led to the summit. We had been warned that the boulder field was one of the more difficult aspects of the climb, so we decided the boulder field would be our final destination on the ascent rather than trying to navigate through it to the summit. No sooner was the boulder field in sight, and then the snow began to fall. We are not talking a little bit of snow gently falling from the sky. We are talking a full-out spring blizzard kind of snow. Delight, excitement, and adventure turned to panic, anxiety, and a sense of impending danger. Now it felt that perhaps we were over our heads in the adventure department, and decided that not only would we try to make the descent as quickly as possible, but that we would need to rely on one another in new ways, for at times there was zero visibility on the trail. The change in weather quickly cemented us into a group, dedicated to sticking together and looking out for one another. The change in the weather also got us praying for help and safety, something that seemed appropriate at the time, but really, prayer is appropriate any time. We also decided to share all the warm clothes we had to make sure everyone was going to stay warm, as the snow falling was very wet, and we needed to stay warm to keep our energy levels up. Besides the snow falling, our challenge to stay warm and to see where we were going, a further challenge was the disappearing daylight. Navigating our way down in the snow was one issue. Adding darkness to the snow seemed beyond daunting to us. As we continued our descent, at times the snow would let up, enough to make navigation easier, only to return with a vengeance, testing even the most mountain experienced amongst us. I was concentrating so hard on where I was going and that we were all together that I failed to notice how wet and cold my feet were. However, soon I could not help but notice, as walking was becoming increasingly more difficult and painful. Rather than suffer in silence, I mentioned my dilemma, and to my surprise, one of my friends happened to have two plastic bags in their pocket. What were the chances that two plastic bags would be available at just the right time on Long's Peak? We stopped, put the plastic bags in my hiking boots, and this allowed for my feet to warm up, even though they were still soaking wet. 
I think perhaps this detail was but one of the many ways God was taking care of us on our challenging descent of Long's Peak. Now hiking in the wet snow was easier, and I could envision reaching the end of the trail. Thankfully, as we were in the forest part of the trail, the snow stopped, and navigating the last of the trail was a breeze compared to what we had just come through. Thankfully, daylight was just starting to slip away as we arrived at the end of the trail. We were cold, wet, tired, and had sore feet, but were thrilled that we had made the descent without a major incident. We also took time to thank God for protecting us and giving us what we needed to have an adventure on Long's Peak that ended well. Please enjoy the song Through the Fire by Chris Isaac. It should probably have the title Through the Snow instead. Chris is a Winnipeg-born keyboardist who performs an eclectic repertoire, ranging from jazz standards of the 20th century to reimaginings of themes from popular culture. Chris describes his music as a mixture of jazz, blues, boogie-woogie, and nerdiness. How do you tell people around the world about Jesus? My favorite character is Armin. I like the kid who kept saying, Peace, he was funny. Peace! I love peace! I love the Captain Karate Dino Cup action figure. Yeah, it's like funny, and it's about the Bible, and it's really funny. Kids love Micah Supervlog because it's, like, funny? 
Parents love it because it, like, teaches kids important truths about God. To help us spread the gospel, visit squareoneworldmedia.com. While preparing this story on climbing in the mountains, I realized how special my time living in the mountains was. Yet, how delighted I was to be back in the land of big sky and flat prairie. While preparing this story on climbing Long's Peak, I realized how amazing God is by not only creating such majestic beauty for us to enjoy, but at the same time, he is involved in the details of our lives. When my friend was able to pull two plastic bags from their pocket to protect my aching feet from the cold and wet, that seemed like an answered prayer and miracle to me. Our prayers for a great day and a safe climb were answered. But even more profound to me was that God provided two plastic bags just when I needed them. One of the many reasons I love the stories Jesus Christ told is that you find great details in the stories and that these details are how God shows his love for us and his desire to care for us. The feeding of 5,000 men with five loaves of bread and two fish is but one of these stories and is found in the Bible in the book of Luke, chapter 10, verses 10 to 17. Here is how these verses read in the New Living Translation. When the apostles returned, they told Jesus everything they had done. Then he slipped quietly away with them toward the town of Bethsaida. But the crowds found out where he was going, and they followed him. He welcomed them and taught them about the kingdom of God, and he healed those who were sick. Late in the afternoon, the twelve disciples came to him and said, Send the crowds away to the nearby village and farms, so they can find food and lodging for the night. There is nothing to eat here in this remote place. But Jesus said, You feed them. But we have only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Or are you expecting us to go and buy enough food for this whole crowd? For there are about 5,000 men there. Jesus replied, Tell them to sit down in groups of about 50 each. So the people all sat down. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven and blessed them. Then, breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread and fish to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. They all ate as much as they wanted, and afterward, the disciples picked up twelve baskets of leftovers. Wherever we find ourselves, can we trust God to look after the details in our lives? Thanks for listening, and I hope you will let me know not only what you think of the show, but also something that may have resonated with you, made you laugh, or encouraged you. You can contact me via the website www.ascoopoflife.com or on Facebook or Instagram under A Scoop of Life. However, let me spell that for you, because you may think S-C-O-O-P, like an ice cream, but it is www.askoopoflife dot com, like in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you. My team here at Square One World Media and I enjoyed producing this episode, and I hope you will come back and listen to more episodes as they are loaded on www.ascoopoflife.com. dot